Welcome to Eden Speaks. Our prayer for this podcast is that this can be a place of openness, grace, honesty, and connection with our sisters in Christ and any brothers out there who are tuning in. While this podcast is in connection to our women's ministry at Living Word in Oak Harbor, Washington, we welcome everyone that is looking for real Christ-centered conversations. Some of these conversations may be hard and emotional, stirring up parts of us that we would prefer to keep hidden and protected. Ephesians 5.13 says, But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Let us be that light to one another. Let's take a step outside of our comfort zone. Let's trust Jesus to show us how to give grace and hope to others, and also put us in a posture to receive it as we engage in a journey of growth. Let's speak the truth of God's word. Let's always speak love. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eden Speaks. I'm Amy. And I'm Shannon. And we are so excited to be back with you. Um, Today, we have an awesome guest here to discuss our book study. Stay with us, Katrina. Hello. Yes, so great to have you. Katrina is a faithful woman of God who's passionate about knowing Jesus as well as showing who he is and thereby making him known to others, which I just absolutely love. So welcome. We cannot wait to hear what you have to say about chapter eight. Yes. Chapter Thank you so much eight. for having me. Wow, yes. what an honor. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. Um, so chapter eight is actually uh, entitled, My Friend Sam, An Invitation to Break and Surrender Dreams. And we just can't wait to hear what resonated with you, what stood out to you. Like, just to start with that, like, what drew you to this chapter and this topic? Oh, goodness. Um, good question. I This was the only chapter in the book that I've highlighted. Ooh. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I love office supplies. So I usually have a highlighter or a pen somewhere around, especially when I'm reading books. And this one I kept going back to and like reading again. And I was like, you know what? We're just going to break out the highlighter and start <laughs> highlighting some things. Getting serious. Um, because it was, these were good reminders for me that I knew that there were going to be times that Um, like the books suggest that I'm going to want to run and the Lord's going to have me stay. And I'm going to need to go back to some of these things and say, okay, where am I? And uh, what's my root? And my root is God. Hmm. So uh, just, there's so many good things in this. Uh, I'll just dive in. Yeah. I I love how she was talking about uh, when she didn't get what she wanted, she would stomp around. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, like a um, proverbial fit. Yes, stomp and gr- angrier until you know, she would normally get what she wanted. And I thought, gosh, how many times have I done that in my life? If I just stomp a little louder, then I'll get what I wanted. And the Lord wasn't giving in and still had something for her. And I, um, I, I appreciated that <laughs> about um, trusting Him in this and. Um, even though it wasn't the outcome that she originally desired is going back to, it's not about us. It's about the Lord and it's about his whole plan. He sees all of it. Mm -hmm. And I keep reminding myself, um, he sees what tomorrow holds, what next week holds, what next year holds, what next 20 years hold. Mm -hmm. And for me to be stomping around like a little toddler about this one moment, um, was, uh, just a little, um, I would say it was a, a good way for me to have a different perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know, you say this one moment, do you mind sharing like what is in your mind's eye? What in your heart are you directing this topic, this chapter right at in your life? 
Oh, um, I would have to say it, it, this chapter talks about these dreams, <clears throat> excuse me, dreams, desires, hopes that we have These, I guess this image that we have of what our life is going to be like in this, you know, we're all going to be married. We're going to have 2.5 kids. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a white picket fence, a dog named Molly and, <laughs> um, or whatever, Buster or, um, but we all, we all have this dream and when it doesn't go that way, we always seem to like tend to, to blame God. Why mm. haven't you done this? Why haven't you provided? And in fact, when we should be like, Hey, there's a reason why, you know, um, mm. part of my story is I, uh, was single for a very long time. And that has always been a desire of mine is to be married. Um, I wanted to share my life with someone. I wanted to grow in the Lord together. And, um, you know, when you're young, I want to find my soulmate and your Mm. eyes flutter. And, um, that didn't really happen. (laughs) I went to college, met a lot of great people, but no one that I wanted to like spend my life with. So I was just like, all right, I guess it's you and me, God, and I'm okay with that. And uh, then lo and behold, uh, at 38 is when I met my husband. And that's not when you're ready to like, ooh, let's have, let's get married. And the whole conversation about having kids. Mm. Um, and when um, we're just going to get right into it, aren't we? Yep. yep. Um, <laughs> I know. I was all right. I almost reached out and touched your shoulder. <laughs> like, okay. here we go, girl. Here we go. <laughs> here we um, go. Put your seatbelts on, folks yeah. at home. That's what um, this is for. <laughs> so when we wanted to start having kids and there was a huge struggle, and I had always I always have had this desire of I want to be a mom. Mm. Like that's just that's a huge desire. I have a gazillion nieces and nephews, and um, but I wanted to be a mom to my kids. Yeah. Like, you know, you always just you never know what it's gonna be like until you go through it. And then to have that kind of not be the case. Um, we, both of us went through testing. We couldn't figure out. I just couldn't get pregnant. Um, five painful, um, and kind of expensive IUIs. Mm. Um, and the, the emotional roller coaster that those go with all the hormones up and down. And, um, we just said, you know what, at 42, I'm just going to let this one go. And uh, so for this, this day, my friend Sam, of, of having that desire and it not being fulfilled and then still still being able to go, okay, God, I trust you. Yeah, You see everything. You're the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end. And I have got to put my trust in you because she even talks about putting your trust in hope is, is a little on the dangerous side. And I'm like, yeah, cause I put my trust in hope. Okay. I'm hoping that this next IUI will fulfill me and yes. And then we'll be a full family and we finally have kids and, you know, and then it, it just didn't happen. So, um, putting my hope in Jesus and not in hope itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I love this chapter. <laughs> yeah. That's there are a lot of really good reasons to love the chapter. I feel like it's making me think about how, you know, God's word tells us regularly or not regularly, but tells us, I mean, it comes to my mind regularly, I guess is what I really mean. You know, scripture says like, ask and it will be given to you, Mm -hmm. right? Seek Mm -hmm. and you will find. And I'm thinking, you know, of what, and for you to have been able to make that shift into basically you, you fully surrendered and said, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to let this one go. And whatever that means, Lord, like you're saying, I trust him. First of all, how did you get there? A and B, what do you say to the people who say, 
what kind of God is this? He tells us to ask and seek and we mm-hmm. will find like, and mm-hmm. he's not doing that. I am asking, I am seeking. Oh. I am, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you usher someone? How do you um, shepherd someone mm-hmm. through that shift? Uh, goodness. Um, there's also a verse in the Bible that says children are a blessing from the Lord. So I took it as well. God doesn't love me. I'm not being blessed. Mm-hmm. Great. What did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. And then I had to just change my thought process and, um, change the voices that were in my head and put his more than any other. Uh, so it's, it's not that he doesn't love me. In fact, we talked about um, something that I'm his favorite. I'm the apple of his eye. He mm-hmm. sent his son for me. I am yeah. the co-heir to the throne. I am the kid of the king. And so for me to sit there and put all of my eggs literally in like this, right, uh, yeah. yeah, literally <laughs> in this one basket <laughs> And then for me to hold on to that so tightly that when that desire was being basically ripped away, um, it just, it was a grieving. It wasn't a, uh, oh, well, it's Monday, I guess I'm I'm done with that. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. There was a grieving process that happened with that of just kind of letting that one desire go. And um, then almost... I know this may sound weird, but almost being excited for what the Lord does have, because I know he has plans. It, it says in his word, I have plans for you, plans to, har- uh, to prosper, not harm you, give you a fo- future and a hope. And I had to sit there and go, okay, um, this isn't part of his plans, but he's got something else. And it even says in her book, um, resurrection was coming. Like mm. in that time, resurrection was coming. So I knew that he is a restorer. I know that he's a redeemer, that he is a purifier. So whatever that was in there that wasn't, um, I guess, pure, and maybe maybe my desires to be a mom was was not laid with the, the, with the best desires. We just needed to strip that and just know that the Lord is good. Bottom line, the Lord is good. And when I would come up with those thoughts of I'm not worthy enough, I feel rejected by God, I feel unloved by him, just nip it in the butt and go, the Lord is good all the time. And he loves me. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. And uh, that's why I said it wasn't an uh, one day I just woke up. This is a grieving process that I said, mm. okay, maybe, you know, there were times that I put some uh, Bible verses up on my mirror because I had to remember those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's, mm-hmm, yep, that's what the Lord says about me. Yeah. Am I any less worthy of a child of God because I don't have kids? Nope. Does my worth, is my worth changed from the Lord because I don't have offspring? Nope. There's that song, The Blessing, mm-hmm. um, and it talks about my children's children's children's. Well, um, I changed that to my nieces, 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 mm-hmm. and my nephews, nephews, nephews. <laughs> That's still a generation that I have influence over, and I can still guide them to the Lord. That's right. That's so they right. didn't come for me. Whoopee. Yeah. But that doesn't Gosh. mean that they're not yeah. still... Um, I don't want to say impers- impressionable, but that's still my... Sometimes you need an aunt. Maybe it's even more impressionable. Yeah, right. I think that's a very special relationship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes you, you just need an aunt. Yeah. yeah. And I get to I get to be that for it seems like a gazillion children. <laughs> yes, girl. Yes. But. And there's like so like there's perks that come along with that. It's right. like you're not responsible for college. You're mm-hmm. not responsible for all these mm-hmm. things, but 
I remember a very good friend of mine, her and her husband chose not to have children. That just wasn't something that they wanted to do. And like, we, I totally respect that decision. Um, but her sister got pregnant and they're very, very close. And I said to her, I said, I can tell you this. If you just take a little pinch of love and sprinkle it on top of what you're going to feel for that baby, that's what it feels like to be a mom. Like that is the closest thing because I know how I feel about my nieces. Like I would equally die for them the way that I would for my own child. And so it's like, I feel like that's such a special relationship, Mm -hmm. that aunt relationship Mm -hmm. and just is really powerful. You can be that person that can maybe talk to them in a different way than their own mom can, you know, be the safe space for them that is just slightly different. So that's just such a a blessing to be able to have that relationship with them, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. Yeah. They span anywhere from the oldest is 29 Mm -hmm. and which is my niece. And she actually has a daughter now that's Mm -hmm. two months old. So I have a great niece. So four nieces, three nephews, two great nephews, and now two great nieces. And I was like, Oh, those are my kids. That's my generation. Those that's so to, to be in that moment where you just kind of switch that perspective a little bit, switch that shift of, the Lord still has plans. The Lord still is working every day, weaving in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me to stomp around like a little toddler because I didn't get what I want, mm-hmm. actually kind of blind, it, it, it made me shift of, I, I'm not looking at what I do have. Yeah, it almost became a distraction, right? It becomes a distraction because you're mm-hmm. so focused on, yeah, yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. on what you don't have. Right. And, yeah. and that's, that's makes sense. I mean, like you said, the grieving process has to be a part of it because mm-hmm. you can't just ignore it, but no. Yeah. No. Cause that's a, it on chapter on page 83, one of the, oh, the thing that I think probably <laughs> stood out to me most in this chapter, I, not only did I highlight it, but I underlined it. Ooh, yeah, so it feels like a double whammy <laughs> on that one. Um, is where she says surrender isn't one simple act. It's permanently staying beside Jesus. And that just sounds like exactly Mm -hmm. what you had to do. You had to continue to surrender to his plan. Like each day you're like, all right, this thing that I desired so much isn't happening. So I need to surrender again Mm -hmm. to your plan. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that goes along with in my singlehood, it's that surrendering. Okay. um, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not 25 and married. I was 38 before I met him, 41 when we got married. So, I mean, it's not your ideal of that. Okay. We're just going to surrender that to the Lord. And I'm, you ladies know marriage is not easy. Mm-hmm. So that is, <laughs> that is a daily surrender of like, what? It is not like a Hallmark commercial. Mm, uh, that, what? <laughs> I have to pick up his laundry and he's not even going to say thank you every time. Um, but it's that daily surrendering mm-hmm. of images or what you had or what you thought or, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very much a surrendering and knowing that you're not surrendering alone. I think there is that difference is that it is, it's okay to surrender. She talks about God's inviting me, uh, to let go. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like that desire to be a mom or to be married or to whatever, fill in the blank, mm-hmm. whatever that mm-hmm. is, that's getting in the way of my relationship with the Lord. Cause I'm putting that on the pedestal right. and he's like, I need, I need for that to go away mm-hmm. because I, I want you and I want all of you. He's mm-hmm. a jealous God. He's a loving God, mm-hmm. but he will work things out to where he wants us. Yeah. How cool is that? So cool. How, how cool. So any, like I said, unloving feelings, rejected feelings, um, 
and bitterness or unforgiving just kind of went away when I go, oh, he's willing to do all that because he loves me and he wants me. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a little bit easier to surrender at that point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You were talking about that pedestal. It makes me think of the idea that whatever's on that pedestal is what we base his goodness on. Mm-hmm. You know, this whole year we're talking about goodness disguised. And I'm thinking like, it's really easy to think that, to be thinking like, uh, your goodness is based on this. And, and what you're saying is you were reminding yourself over and over and over of his promises, which has nothing to do with his goodness. He mm-hmm. is always, or his non-goodness, I guess, or his lack of goodness. Um, he's always, always good. Um, and the idea of surrender, though, I want to know, like, how do you feel about the never-ending process? How do you feel about, like, I mean, and what would you tell people who are a little bit disillusioned by that? Like, wait, like, if I give my life to him and I say yes to him, and I mean, that should be good in it, right? I mean, I don't think we, I think there are times when we we wish that were true, or maybe some of us even have believed that or do believe that, or just like, or hoping that will eventually come true. Like, what's the process? Like, how do you feel about that? How did you feel about it? And well, do I, today? I feel like that it's not a to-do list. It's not something that you can check off. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Um, but if, if you need a to-do list, okay, put it on there, check it off, but just know that it's going to get put right back on there. It's, um, this is a really bad analogy, but it's what I got, but I feel like it's chores at your house. You know, it's going to be there. You know, as soon as you surrender and you start sweeping, it's going to be better, Mm -hmm. but just know that in a couple of days, there's some dirt that's going to come in Mm -hmm. and you're going to have to sweep again. Sure. And, uh, you know, it's rainy outside. It's windy. There's going to be leaves. There's going to be mud. And so you might have to mop this might be a deep clean, um, in different seasons in your life. Mm -hmm. Maybe sometimes it's not, Mm -hmm. but just knowing that it's, it's not a, it's not a to-do list. It's not a, I have to do it. It's, Mm. I get to do Mm -hmm. it. I get to start clearing some of these things out. Mm -hmm. I get to start figuring out, um, maybe doing some self-reflection of, okay, what is it that I do put on the pedestal? Mm. Um, That could be in this day because we get so busy. I just need to keep going, keep going. And trust me, I have been there. Um, Let's push down those feelings a little bit further (laughs) and just keep busy. And so just that, um, that time of, of just let's stay busy. And the Lord is saying, Mm. I got things that I want to talk to you. If you let me, if you give me that time. So part of that could be sitting down and going, what's on my pedestal? What's, what's I'm filling my blank in and, um, seeing what the Lord tells you, because it might be something that you weren't expecting. Mm -hmm. And so it isn't, I feel like it is a never ending process, but I feel like it's that refining. Mm-hmm. It's that taking metal, sticking it through the fire one more time, and it's refined. And it's a little bit shinier than it was. Sticking it through that fire again. Yeah. Refining and refining and cleaning up and polishing. Mm-hmm. And um, it is never ending work, but that's work of the Lord too. He's always going to be there for us. He's always going to have our back. He's always going to, there have been plenty of days where I said, I'm out. Like, I just got to take a mental mm-hmm. like day. Yep. I, maybe not even read my Bible or not even listen to Christian music on the radio. I'm going to listen to another radio station, but you know, it's those times when he, and, and I feel him saying, that's okay. I'll still be here. Mm-hmm. And I'll be here when you're ready to talk. 
Because I'm not the Lord who pushes. I'm not a God who Mm. presses you and makes you do things, though, even though you're uncomfortable. I'm a God who's going to be here for you Mm. whenever you're ready. And that that sometimes takes time. Yeah, it does. does. To get to that point. And maybe that's what this is for is this book is telling me it is okay to stay and to not stamp around like a little toddler and... um, and it, it, she talks about surrendering is that um, actively praying that my fingers and releasing my will to his. And that is, you know, you've got something so tight on a yep. grip and that if you just open up your hands, that it's so much easier for the Lord to to maybe purify some things. But also it's so much easier for the Lord to bless you with things. Right. If you sit here. Um, wherever you are in your car, your home, your bathroom, whatever, and you just put your hands together in a grip. Um, well, how hard is that for me to give you blessings for you to accept them if your hands are closed tight? So if you just open them up and go, okay, God, like I'm letting go, I'm surrendering this to you. Um, he may take it, he may not, but it's up to you to have that heart of surrender. But how much easier is it for him to also say, oh, my sweet child, let me bless you with mm-hmm. something. Uh, let me bless you with time or patience or peace or whatever. Yeah. Because now your hands are open. Because now my hands are open. Ugh. So thanks, dad. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. It makes me think of, um, you know, thinking about, listening to what the Lord has to say to us. And I I find myself in this mental space a lot of, you know, I'm engaging in conversation with the Lord throughout the day and like talking to him. Like I really try to make a part of just like my, like how I function in the world, you Mm -hmm. know, like whether it's like, Oh, look at that beautiful tree. Thanks Lord. That is just, I love fall. Fall's great. It's so pretty, you know, like just that type of stuff. But the other thing that I have recognized that happens when I do that is sometimes I forget to just stop and listen because I'll be like, oh, Lord, thank you for this and that and the other thing. And also, here's what my prayers are. And I'm praying about this and I'm praying about that. And what should I do about this? And please, Lord, give me direction. Like, let me know, like, where I'm supposed to be going with this. But I just keep talking. <laughs> like, I don't shut up, you know? And he's just like, I can like, just like mentally so picture patient. him just yeah. like sitting there just like taking it all in and constantly listening to me and like every once in a while trying to like (laughs) maybe interrupt or maybe like get a word in and be like and he's just like okay I'll just wait you know and me being able to like just take that breath take that and like stay in that silence Mm -hmm. because there's so much that can be received in that especially like you said when your hands are open when you're like okay lord I am really I'm present with you and I'm ready to actually hear whatever it is that you are mm-hmm. urging me to do. Mm-hmm. I'm really bad about that. Mm-hmm. I wonder <laughs> if part of why we do that is because, you know, there's two, there's those two voices. I think she definitely talks about this in the chapter too. Like there's the voice of fear and then the voice of love. Mm-hmm. So because we're almost, we're operating out of a One fear or the place other. and we are mm-hmm. like, I don't want to, I'm trying to drown that out maybe, mm-hmm. or I don't really know. But I know that even like keeping the grip is, there's, that's definitely yeah. probably fear-based yeah. to at least a certain, certain extent. But if I give this up, then what? Right. And right. There's that fear of like, well, this is what I know. And it, it may not be healthy, but this is what I know. Yes. And I know that's it. That's so true. And it's mine. Yes. I got this. Yeah. And that potential of like, even that, that feel of f- fear of failure, but almost the fear of success is that, 
oh my gosh, if I open up my hands and something else, then he's going to ask me to be a missionary in Zimbabwe. <laughs> and I just, I don't know why it always goes to that, but somehow like, right. But, and then, and then and he's, he's such a great God. He's so loving that sometimes he's like, well, I, maybe not you, but maybe your neighbor, you know, <laughs> but it's funny how when he just goes, I just want you to trust me in mm-hmm. that fear of going, I don't know. I can't trust you. I, I, I don't know what the future holds. And I, 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 my voice of God, when he, when I do that, he's like, sure, honey. Um, you know, I know what happens. <laughs> I, I got this. Um, if you would just trust me, mm-hmm. I can guide you to where I need to be and and make sure that you're loved and safe and protected. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're having that fearful moment and you're just completely tensed up and you're not surrendering at all, then I, uh, then that's where we're going to be. But if you trust me that that love that I have for you is going to be better than the fear that you have, mm-hmm. um, then just that's where you need to be. Like, yeah. just trust me yeah. and release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The fear is, is so powerful. And I think you're absolutely right that that, that fear of, well, what is he going to say? If I, <laughs> if I open myself up to this, is he going to send me in a direction that I'm like, ah, that is definitely not what I had in mind. Like, way like that's way left field, God. Like that's not what I. You're okay. You're freaking me out a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. That and I think that another fear that I've heard other people like in our group and stuff verbalize is, what if I don't hear anything? Mm-hmm. What what if what if I'm missing him? What if I'm missing his voice? What if I'm not recognizing that he's talking to me and the question has been put out there so many times, like, what does it sound like when he talks to you? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you know? How do you know that it's God that's mm-hmm. talking to you? And it's like, well, that's not really a question that I can answer. I know how he talks to me. Right. Mm-hmm. But that could be very different than the way that he talks to you or to you or to you. Like, we each are going to hear him in our own unique way. And I think it's just being in that posture of right. trusting mm-hmm. that even maybe the fir- as you first start to do that, you maybe feel like you're not. But he is there. Right. He is right there with you. I think about those uh, early settlers when they came over and they started going like over the mountains of the Rocky mountains, they had no idea what was on the other side, Mm -hmm. but did that stop them? Stop some of them. But there was a lot of them that just kept going one step at a time. One, okay. One more day until they finally reached, Oh, look, there's an ocean. I guess we should stop. But it's that they didn't have it all mapped out. We don't have it all mapped out. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause if we do, Oh, that'll be a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother podcast. And so it's one of those like, Hey, if we just, just take the first step and just keep going, trust him with, if you are um, worried about trusting him or not in that trust him with something little, he's mm-hmm. like, okay, I got this. Yeah. And then you just build onto that. Okay. Now I'm going to trust him with this. And then mm-hmm. now I'm going to trust him with that. And um, it, I just, I just have that image of the early settlers. Like, well, they didn't know, yeah. they didn't even know the Rocky mountains existed when they were in like Missouri. Yeah. And so, Oh, look at that mountains. And so you just kind of keep going a little at a time. But God knew. God knew. God knew. He put them there. Every, every little bit of that, what was going to, what that was going to look like for them, what that looks like for us, what it's Mm -hmm. going to look like Mm -hmm. for us. I was 
was this morning, it was yesterday, I was reading in Ezekiel, it was chapter 40. And it was like, I was reading through it. And I'm like, I feel like this kind of reads like reading through Kings, like when Kings like just listing all the Kings. And it's basically just like this description of what this temple, this new temple is going to look like, like all the measurements and like Mm -hmm. all this type of stuff. And I'm like, okay, Lord, what are you trying to like show me through this? Because I'm just not sure. And basically what I realized was as detailed as this plan is for this temple. And it's supposed to be this exact certain ways for certain reasons. That's how he works in our life too. Mm -hmm. He has all the plans. He knows what that looks like. He has certain things in certain places for certain reasons. Even if we don't get it, even if we don't Mm -hmm. understand it, he does. Mm -hmm. And we, that's where like, we have to put that trust out there. Like, okay, I have no idea what's coming next but I do know that I trust you mm-hmm. and that you know what's happening. Mm-hmm. He's intricate. He's intimate. He's so present and so intentional. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So cool. Hey ladies, Amy here. As you can tell, we are doing things a little bit different in this episode. When we are recording, we Generally about halfway through, Shannon and I will take a little bit of a break. We will gather our thoughts, get something to drink, and we also have two audio recordings going all the time so that we have backup audio. We had stopped recording on one, but fortunately my cell phone was continuing to record because we ended up having a really great conversation with Katrina during this break, and we really wanted to share this with you guys. Part of her story really resonated with me and something that I had walked through, and so we dig into that a little bit. And we also talk about Enneagram a little bit. You hear us talking about our numbers. Um, We will dig more into that also in December which we'll tell you more about at the end of the episode. And we also talk about road rage a little bit, which who doesn't want to hear about that? So we just hope that you really are blessed by this bit of bonus audio that we have for you guys. Just a little pause there. You're doing great. You're crushing it. Really good. Crushing it. Okay. We talked about that. Oh, we didn't really talk about hope. You brushed it for a quick second. Okay. We can go back to that. Yeah. Um, the hope thing where you're like, it even says how hope is, you know, and we had pointed out like one of the questions was hope in something, something. a true thing or idea, plan or expectation, a false sense of security. We can go back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of hope. Yeah. Really, that's the only thing we have not covered yet. Everything yeah. else, we co- covered that, we covered that, we covered that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is there anything else you can think of that you're like, I really didn't mm-hmm. like work this in. I really wanted to. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Any other parts of your story that mm-hmm. you feel like you're... I kind of almost lost it there at the beginning. Oh. I was like, oh, Lord. Okay. Mm-hmm. My husband and I tried to get pregnant, too, when we couldn't. So I was like, mm. you know. And it's, I think it's important, like, once you keep talking about it, mm-hmm. it... it um, there's a stereotype that just gets left behind. Yeah. And it helps. Um, sorry, so we're not. not yeah. It helped me walk through shame. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It helps people because yeah. there's so much like, we're both okay. We both got tested. Yeah. Like So did we. What's still, like, I know it's a grieving, but it's still like there. Like, why not me? Yeah. You know, why? why? And then I have to kind of check myself yeah. when I see, like, uh, a couple weeks ago, we had a mom that uh, dropped her baby yeah. off at the front of the hospital. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, you have a plan. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Those are a little trickier. 
Yeah, it is. And I mean, we've been married for nine years and we started trying as soon as we got married and I ended up having surgery because one of my, I had endometriosis, one of my fallopian tubes were blocked. So like, oh, okay, well half the time we're trying, obviously nothing's happening because nothing's getting through on the left side. So did all that. He got tested. I got tested. Like it just never happened. And it's still like, I still to this day, like hope. My husband has had a vasectomy and I still hope. Right. And that's another piece like that is, I think that's part of my grieving process and part of what I am just over the past couple years in really like struggling with is it's like, I feel like I took things into my own hands and I was like, you know what? I don't want to deal with this up and down anymore. I don't want to deal with this emotional roller coaster. I don't want to deal with the raised hopes and then broken dreams Mm -hmm. every month that this doesn't happen. So it's like, I don't even want to do it, do this anymore. Yeah. So let's just take it off the table. And at the time it felt like the right choice. But then like, as I really like got into my walk with the Lord, I was like, I had this immense guilt. Like, Lord, I like totally did not trust you to do what you were trying to do in that, you know, and just kind of like grieving that part of it that like, it's my fault. Mm -hmm. I equally know that if he wanted to change it, if he wanted to miraculously like mend things back together inside my husband, he could, yeah. he could do it. But I also know that this was a choice that we made. And if the consequences of that is mm. we don't have a, mm. another baby, we never, you know, never had another baby. Like that's something that I have to mm-hmm. kind of come to, to terms with. And then I also like laughed myself because the conversation that Tom and I had was like, Oh gosh, you know, the other thing is we don't want to like, Drew to be 16 and all of a sudden be like, whoa, whoops, <laughs> yeah. we're going to have another baby. And so I'm like, God, that would be just your way. Drew would turn 16 and I end up pregnant. Like mm-hmm. what the, <laughs> you know? Well, ours was like, we didn't, we, I mean, like I said, you know, I was 41 when we got married and mm-hmm. I'm like doing quick math and I was like, Ooh, I'm going to be in a wheelchair, you know, like I yeah. graduated. I, I turned 40 <laughs> in February. So, you know, like, it's like, so yeah, I was just like, I was all like, okay. The Lord was like very much moving, like, listen to what she has to say. Oh. <laughs> so I was, that's why I was like, and at one point I'm like, I am not thinking of anything to say I to her right now. There was a little bit there where I was kind of like, I almost was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, I am doing a I, lot of talking. I saw you here. looking at me like, <laughs> kind of like. I was like, I almost was kind of like. I was like, well, I do have stuff. I'll That's just where going. I was. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like what's going on? I know it was, it this was, a, it was a moment. Either. I was like, if I start saying anything, I just yeah, might cry. So <laughs> maybe I should episode. just, yeah. yeah. I was like, I haven't said a dang thing. <laughs> <laughs> that thought did cross my mind, but I was like, I don't know right now if I can. So she gave it together. Right. Keep it together. together. Keep but don't. We're not supposed to be keeping it together. I know. Well, then like, okay. So then, like, I'm like, I really wish we'd have just re- recorded all that right there. Uh, it, but, okay. So here is it my. It is on your phone. It Amy. is on my phone. You it could is put on it my, in there. I could. I well. Here's here, okay. Here's oh, where my nineness came out. I was like, but this isn't about you, Amy. Are you a nine? Yes. Oh, there we go. Up top. You too. Mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't about me. Right. This is this That's is about Katrina. Else. Like, I'm not going to, like, butt in and start telling my story on her episode. Like, that's just rude, <laughs> you know? So I totally talked myself out of it. Man, when you had sent me the text, and I was like, oh, really? Like, they couldn't find anybody else? 
Like, I'm oh sure there's gosh. somebody else that they could. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Allie was like, "Cause we're in the middle of group, yeah. right?" When oh, came I remember. I was like, "Will she get this? She might." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Yep, sure did." Um, but Allie was like, "Yes, you gotta do it." Yeah. Um, it it is, it is funny when, so, completely off topic. As nines, you know, you I I've, I've kind of learned that it isn't about me, and the Lord is teaching me. Oh, but it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it is. Yeah. I love you enough to make it about yeah. you. You're, Im- you're important. You are so important. Your thoughts are important. Your feelings are important. It's all and important. Desires yes, desires, desires are, important. are important. And as like, like I said, once again, completely off topic, as someone who's been an aunt since I was 16, like I've just been an aunt, it has always been about like my sister and her kids. And then I just go along with like them and whatever. Or about now that we're married, it's about Jason's family and their kids. Like when they come to visit, it's what do you guys want to do or whatever. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with us or whatever. We're literally just a host. We're a house. And, um, but it is sometimes like last, not this past summer, but the summer before I was like, Hey, I have, I have some plans for nieces and nephews. Can we do a fun day? And the moms were like, my sister-in-laws were like, yeah, sure. I'm like, thank you. Let's go kids. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it is about remembering and, and coming into your own mm-hmm. and knowing for so long that it, it's not about you. Just let's, let's make everybody, it's a, about uh, a peacemaker. Yeah, yeah. Let's make peace. That's what's, what for the, what's best for the group? What's best for the group? What's best for the group? What's going to make things, you know, easier on everybody yeah, else? Sure. Screw me. Like, okay. I'll be fine. Push it down. Yeah, I'll be it fine. Down. It's no big deal. And then it comes back up. Yep. Who was, I don't know what this is like at all. We were, we were having this conversation. Oh, we were, in group, like, we were talking about... In, a broke, in, in my brokenness, but thank God right. I had the Holy Spirit. You do have the Holy Spirit. <laughs> we, were, we were talking about um, road rage at oh. group the other night. Yeah. And I made a comment about how I like used to have the worst road rage. Like I was such a horrible road rager. Like that was one, one of the first things that I started like working on the Lord with was like inviting him into my car with me because... Like I bet we I would bet get. We could really kind of go. Uh, yeah, like eight, eight wing. No, I have a one wing. Oh. So, but Which like means you should know how to drive. Right. You like drive. you should know what you're doing. Like you're an she idiot. Could... Like mm-hmm. the gas is on the right. You jerk. Mm-hmm. You know. Like <laughs> I would flip people off. Yeah. We would get home well, and Drew I really would be like, say she could cuss like a trucker. I, I and I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I would, and we would get home and Drew would be like, Dad. Mom totally said a bad word to the guy that we passed on the road today. I was like, you little narc. You keep, anytime I flip somebody off, Tom threatened to like disconnect my horn and my oh. car because he was like, you're going to get shot, you know? And so Miriam was like, ooh, is that all of like your like anger? Like that's how it came out was in the car. Like all of your nineness, like, you know, like push the anger down yeah. and then you're like, Rah! Because you don't know any of those people, and you don't. Need so to it keep doesn't their matter, at all. and I don't care, <laughs> and I'm just gonna yell at you and like mean mug you as like. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's. Yeah. So. I joke like I I grew up in Orlando. That's where I'm from, born and raised, and mm-hmm. so I'm like I had to learn how to drive with a whole bunch of freaking tourists that didn't know where they were going. Mm-hmm. To be like, oh, there's the exit, you know. <laughs> and like you knew who were the tourists because they were going the speed limit, and mm-hmm. the people that lived there weren't going that yeah. They were going about twenty over. Yeah. So that's just a suggestion. And so it's one of those that I'm like, move, and you have to learn to be a defensive driver there, pretty much anywhere. But yeah, Jason calls me Danica, Danica Patrick. Danica Patrick. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've gotten so much better. Like 
I'm definitely way better. I don't have as much of a lead foot. I, I have. And I, and I, I, like I have, I really, really have. And it's so funny because I was telling the girls, I was like, yeah, you know, like I really realized I needed to invite Jesus into my car with me. Like, Lord, I need you to ride in my car with me. And I was like, but here's the messed up part. The messed up part is, you know, like I'm driving home from work and I have my purse and I have my lunch bag and I have like all the crap that I brought with me. Did I think to move it off the seat for Jesus? No, I didn't. I pictured him crouched on top of all of my stuff in the front seat. They're like, you didn't clear off your seat for Jesus? And I was like, no. I don't know what my problem was. But poor dude is like... I don't know yeah, what he's doing. But. but that's like literally like I would <laughs> be like, okay, funny. Jesus. And then he's like <laughs> knees up around his ears, you know, he's in the front seat with me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, Lord, I'm sorry that I did not make space for you, physical space for you yeah. in my car. That's cute. And once again, my, my Jesus voice is okay. It's okay. I got this. <laughs> so... I wonder if you wouldn't mind if we kind of circle back to something that you had had touched on briefly in the beginning um, and something that uh, Anjuli talks about in her book here, and that's hope. Um, you know, hoping in something like a true thing, an idea, a plan, an expectation um, can give a false sense of security um, as opposed as opposed to clinging to the hope of Jesus. But hope still is there. It still remains. Like, tell me a little bit more about your thought on that on how hope kind of works throughout this whole process that you've been through. Well, I was just thinking, you know, there is, there's faith, hope, and love, and the grace of these is love. So there is hope. There is, yeah. it's hope, it's all over the Bible. And it's just when we place our, um, all of those baskets, all of our weight, all of our dreams, our desires, and that hope, I, I really hope I get that next job. Mm-hmm. I really hope the Lord speaks to me and give me a vision. I really hope I can make it, through the day without yelling at my kids, you know, whatever that hope is. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hope COVID goes away, mm-hmm. whatever that hope is. And, and instead of putting our faith in the Lord, God, can you, can you share with me, give me peace? Lord, can you provide me um, with encouragement today? Um, Lord, what does your word say about who I am? Mm-hmm. Um, and and you, you go from like, there are, uh, dreams. Dreams are a good thing to have. There are all kinds of stories about how even like physical dreams at night, I woke up and I saw this in my dream and okay, well, I guess I'm going to invent post-its. So there you go. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't know if that came from a dream. <laughs> but, it, it, but it's when it's, it's this book that talks about like your dreams and your hopes, but not putting your center in the Lord. And instead of Instead of putting your, instead of wanting to put Jesus at the center, you still right. confide in these yeah. dreams and hopes. Yeah. And but it's not bad. Dreams yeah. are good. Yeah, he you gives just have us to figure- this ability to have desires. He right. plants desires in us. He, yeah, for right. sure. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I don't know that I would ever dream of being a farmer, but there are those people that have dreamt to being a farm because they want to live sustainable. They want to live. They want to be able to provide for mm-hmm. the community. That's not my dream, but I'm happy there's farmers out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's just, it's kind of um, checking your heart mm-hmm. and where these are coming from. So are, are am I putting more faith in my dreams and my hopes than I'm putting in the Lord? Right, right. Yeah, because I can see how 
there's a really fine line there. Mm -hmm. Um, It can get really skewed really quick. Mm -hmm. It can tip, you know, sort of the quote unquote wrong way. And not that, you know, I want to say that there's wrong way or right way, but it can tip and, and we can get really, again, we can watch with our own two eyes, our hands clenching again, Mm -hmm. and really feel that deep down in our heart. This idea is making me think of, I'm listening to this Michael Todd series um, called FU, which is Forgiveness (laughs) University. It cracks me up. The name just cracks me up. And every time he does the intro, it's so funny. And he's like, FU, but um, it's Forgiveness University. And number five was about forgiving you, Mm -hmm. forgiving Mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah. Um, learning how to forgive yourself, being willing to forgive yourself and how powerful that is to, to, to allow that, to receive that. And then from there we can like give that out. But that component of forgiving ourselves of having uh, stronger plans than we are willing to surrender to the mm-hmm. Lord or, or taking things into our own hands. I can think of so many times um, walking my faith walk early in my faith walk when I just I was cramming uh, square pegs into round holes yes. all the time, over and over and over. And he's so patient through it too. Mm-hmm. But it, but it's that process mm-hmm. of of going through that and knowing the difference between that and surrendering. It's the difference between the clenched fists and the open fists. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is huge, and you don't know it until you've done both and until you realize both, but, um, that idea of really being able to kind of surrender and to forgive yourself. So that makes me think of residual. I mean, what's the residual? Um, I mean, there's a, there's a residual probably part to your story. I know to, to all of our stories where we finally did say, okay, Lord, I give this to you, but there's this kind of residual from all the work and all the toiling and all the planning and all mm-hmm. the shoving square pegs into round holes that we spent time doing that's still there somewhere. What, what do we do with that? Yeah. I feel like there is definitely, there is a, like, I just got a blanket of shame mm-hmm. that unfortunately gets, just gets kind of thrown off sometimes gently. And it's mm-hmm. just that shameful of why couldn't I make the pegs work? what's wrong with me that I can't make the pegs work? And it has nothing to do with us is the pegs. And uh, so it's that shame of just why couldn't I get pregnant? Why is it that it seems that everybody's, especially now through COVID, everybody's getting pregnant. Oh, really? Oh, is that a thing right now? Oh Oh, my gosh. I'm collecting pregnant people. Oh, Oh, the COVID babies. That's what they're called because they were all in quarantine. And there's a few minutes later. Yeah. So there is this. People got bored. (laughs) People got bored. Uh, Couldn't go to the gym. (laughs) There's only so much on Netflix. (laughs) And so it's that, there's that, and it just, it kind of creeps up a little bit in your thought process and it creeps up in your, not even even like conscious mind, just maybe mm, subconscious mind right. of, oh, look, another friend got pregnant. Why can't I? What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Uh, why am I not uh, that blessed? And it's just that surrendering, like, you know what? I There's nothing wrong with me. I am whole. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm created in the image of the Lord and I'm okay. I'm loved completely by him. And so it's just that um, one, realizing that there's shame. I feel like that's the biggest one and go, oh, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. there's that's a nice, what that is. that's mm-hmm. what that is. Yeah, and then cool. just saying, if it's not from the Lord, then who is it from? Mm-hmm. And the Lord's not ever going to put shame upon us for anything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there are people that go, oh, well, I'm cursed or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. or you don't know my story or you don't know my past. And there's shame involved in that. But just know that the mm-hmm. Lord is good and he loves you wholly. Mm-hmm. He is, I am fully 
And I mean, whatever shame blanket is, he's ripping that off. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just wants more for us. So I think for one is just, Hey, Oh yeah, there's shame involved. Um, and two, just trying to figure out how you can take that off. What voice are you listening? It's that fear or love. Yeah. Am I listening mm-hmm. to the voice of fear, mm-hmm. which also has to do with shame, unloving, unworthy, rejection, mm-hmm. bitterness, all of those. Mm-hmm. I just want to take a shower afterwards. Mm-hmm. Or am I choosing the voice of love, which is love, mm-hmm. compassion, uh, kindness, um, wholeness, mm-hmm. I, I think those two, uh, it's, it can be a daily battle. It can be an hourly battle sometimes. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're new in your walk and, and you're trying to figure out what path to go on, uh, that could be tricky. And so just being able to name it, yeah. there's shame involved. It's not from the Lord. He wants more. Mm-hmm. He wants better. He mm-hmm. wants that refinement. He wants purity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, so you're basically saying like that still to today can mm-hmm. creep up for you. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It can creep up and it can be there um, in just a pra- practical way. For those of you wondering, what am, I, what am I supposed to do when that happens? I mean, in the name of Jesus, right? You just, you speak over that. And in the name of Jesus, I am, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. He, and, and go down your list of, of promises. We, we talked about them at one point. I don't have them on the top of my mind, but you, but he loves you dearly. It's the gospel message. I mean, the gospel message is Mm -hmm. essentially that love side. Like Mm -hmm. he died to cover all that he could to cover all our, our, our shortcomings to cover all our sins, to cover Mm -hmm. everything that we can't be without him. He, he did that already. So it is covered. So talking about covering, it's like, if you feel covered with a a blanket of shame or guilt or what have you, like, uh, -uh, he's like, no, I, I will trump that with my blood. My blood covers all Mm -hmm. of that and it washes you completely in that. And then he does, he does that because he passionately, deeply loves and cares about me, about you more than anybody even knows how to. So that is so beautiful. One of my friends once said, you know, in that, uh, John 3 16 for God to love the world that he gave his only begotten son. Mm -hmm. Well, in order for me to make it personal, because it's really easy for me to go, yes, he loves everybody, but it's really hard for me to go, he loves me. Mm, so yeah. she said, uh, let's do some editing. Not that I want to really edit right. the Lord's mm-hmm. word, but for God so loved Katrina that mm-hmm. he be, He gave his only begotten son. Yeah. And that made it personal. Yeah, I love that. And so yes. it is about going, oh, yes, he died for me. And making those pronouns very personal. Yeah. Um, and I hope that, I mean, I hope that in the name of Jesus, yes. Yeah. Well, one, in the name of Jesus, the enemy has to flee. Yeah, that's right. It's a spiritual law. Even if you don't, can't even say in the name, just say Jesus. Jesus. Utter his name. Gotta go. Under your breath. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, that's pretty powerful too. Yeah. I know. I love, I always, I just feel like there are so many times and I'll just be, I'm constantly just like, you know, repeating his name, repeating his name, repeating his name. Sometimes it's so I don't say something crazy. <laughs> and sometimes it's because I am, I am listening to something crazy or believing something mm-hmm. crazy or what have you. So yeah. it is, is this why you're in traffic? Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the Jesus, take the wheel yeah. <laughs> right now. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love how you like recognize it you have to even be able to say to yourself, oh, this is present. Mm-hmm. The the shame is present, the mm-hmm. guilt, you know, whatever that thing is that is that residual, like you're talking about, yeah. Shan, like they're even recognizing that it's there because mm-hmm. that's such an important step 
Like the Lord knows it's there mm -hmm. and he's probably, you know, really working to help you recognize that it's there, but we have to be in that space to be like, oh yeah, like, okay, that's also something that I am dealing with and that maybe I haven't quite worked through yet. Another thing that I need to surrender over to him, I've surrendered this thing mm -hmm. that's now, I still have this residual shame or whatever that I'm feeling, but now I need to be surrendering this to him also, because this is another layer right. of that healing process right. yeah. that is happening. That's right. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a big part of it too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that self-awareness and yeah. oh God, just being able easy. to, that looking internally stuff, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's so much fun. Oh my gosh. So much fun. <laughs> but it, it is because once you start getting into it and there's things that as you start this progressing of just kind of taking off layers, there is just a lightness that comes and it's the Holy Spirit. It's, it is all the Holy Spirit. Sometimes even just that lifting up your head, mm -hmm. if you feel so just burdened and just buried uh, there are times when at work, I just am like, I don't know. There are things coming at me right and left, and I don't know which one to do first. And I feel like I just catch myself with my head down. Okay, God. And he just is like, honey, lift up your head. Lift up your head. Lift up your shoulders. I got this. Mm -hmm. And it's that moment of pausing, staying in that moment of just breathe in, breathe out and keep going. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a little things. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it is about just maybe changing some perspective of going, yeah. okay, you're still on the throne. Mm -hmm. No matter what happens today, tomorrow, in a few years, you're still very much on the throne. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Amen. Katrina, thank you so much for being here. Um, when I said in the beginning, you are a strong, faithful woman who desires deeply to be intimately connected to Jesus and have others do that too. This is exactly what I meant. So thank you so much for sharing your vulnerability. Just, it was such a treat, such a blessing. So awesome. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really yeah. appreciate it. Oh, yes, for sure. All right. So we have a couple of announcements, um, for you guys. One. Eden Gathering, our virtual Eden Gathering will be on November 20th. It'll be live. Uh, we will have Kathy here again with us. That'll be at 7 p.m. Uh, don't forget that you guys can go online uh, to livingwordocarbor.com under ministries in Eden. There's a link there that you can submit questions. They're anonymous. Um, so any questions that you might have about mental health or you know anything, she's a therapist. so. I think she could probably handle pretty much anything because we rock. Um, so don't forget <laughs> so to do true. that. Join us for that. That's going to be super fun. We're really excited about that. We, oh, we're super excited about December. Okay. So Eden speaks y'all. December is going to be Enneagram month. Yes. We are actually going to do three episodes yeah. that month and they're all going to be around the Enneagram and Shannon and I are really stoked. So excited. <laughs> we're really excited about that. This I will know. be lots to handle your family. So oh my gosh. We'll just give a, you some tips just right in that. Yes. Like perfect timing <laughs> for like understanding your family better. And we know that like, we are like an Enneagram women's ministry. Like <laughs> so many people love the Enneagram. So we're definitely going to do that. Um, and then coming in January, we as a Eden Connect 
whole ministry are going to be doing emotionally healthy spirituality. Um, that'll look a little bit different. Uh, we will give you guys some more information on that as we get a little bit closer. Um, but that will be on Wednesdays at 6.30 here at Living Word. So sign ups for that will be available on the 20th. Um, and we will give you guys more details on that at the virtual Eden gathering. Um, so I think that's all for that's announcements. It. Yeah, super um, exciting stuff. Yeah, lots of good stuff going on to wrap up the year and to kick off 2021. Oh my gosh, 2021. Yeah, yeah. awesome. We're yeah. super excited. Yeah. Um, and to close up today, Katrina, would you mind praying for us? I would love to. Thank yeah. You. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, sometimes it just seems so far away. So sometimes I just want to get Papa. I know you're close and I know where you said we're two or more gathered in your name that you're among us. And so it doesn't have to be a physical gathering. Mm -hmm. um, it definitely can be a spiritual gathering. So I know that you're here and we invite you in. Um, Lord, I just, I want to thank you for this time. Thank you for this, um, this book. And I want to thank you for just encouraging us to stay. I want to thank you for um, reminding me that the surrendering and that you're right there next to us um, and that when we hold things close and tight um, and there's shame involved with it and there's um, just yuckiness that comes along with it lord is that you just want to purify us you just want us to be whole um, to know that there's love and and to focus on that rather than fear mm -hmm. lord we thank you for that love that only can be filled those voids uh, with you. Mm -hmm. All those things that we put on that pedestal, Lord, we just thank you that um, your love uh, covers us as we try to figure that out, mm -hmm. as we try to sit and as we try to stay and as we try to surrender mm -hmm. those things that we put on those pedestals um, to you and say, you know what, you're always there. You are the reconciler. You're the redeemer. Uh, you are the constant. So, Lord, we thank you for this. We thank you for um, gosh, just loving us. <laughs> We're not so easy to love sometimes, so I appreciate, I appreciate your love. That always fills me. In your precious and mighty and holy name, amen. Amen.